1: Hello, hello, and welcome back to the What We Said podcast, guys. Happy Tuesday. I have a very, very special guest that hasn't been on the podcast in a minute, and it's Beth. Hello, everybody. Round of applause, everybody. Woo. When was the last time you were on, just for the Halloween thing, briefly? I did a
0: little brief, uh, little stint mm-hmm. for the Halloween, and then really, the last time I was on for a full episode was New York.
1: Wow, so long ago. Really a long time ago. That Almost was like a year a ago. Year ago. Mm -hmm. Wow.
0: Well, welcome back. Thank you. I mean, not to claim that I'm, you know, Miss
1: Popular, but people have been asking for me. They have been asking. I get the DMs. Asking you will receive. Mm -hmm. So we actually just got back yesterday from a little trip to Malibu and it was so fun. Chelsea Mm -hmm. was obviously invited, but she has been picking like her baby over me and us recently, which is Kind of disgusting, but I cannot believe the behavior. It's it's really interesting behavior. Um, I'm gonna confront her soon about it, and and maybe even post about that on TikTok and show you guys her reaction because I'm really interested how she's going to like explain this. She's known this baby for only three a few weeks. weeks, yeah, three weeks, and I've known her for eleven years. So. Choosing this baby over an eleven-year friendship, it's, I'm shook. To my I'm shocked Like the betrayals, it's insane. So, anyway, she couldn't come to Malibu. We were genuinely very sad that she couldn't be there. We kept talking about how much more fun it would be if she was there because obviously she just makes everything so fun. So it was a huge bummer that she couldn't come, but there are going to be girls trips to come, you know, so we'll get our chance again. We went to Malibu, me, Beth, Danny, and Rachel. We stayed at this little beach house. It was my first time staying that close to the ocean, and the day we got there, there was a tsunami warning, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was awesome. And that first night, I will say, none oh, of us slept. Did not sleep. A wink. <laughs> not
0: even a freaking 30-minute sleep.
1: It was so bad. Like, we were just tossing and turning all night. Beth and I shared a bed, and then Danny and Rachel slept on, like, a pullout couch and in the morning, we were like, How did everyone sleep? And everyone, pretty collectively. Rachel said she slept pretty good, but all the rest of us, like, we were terrified of this tsunami warning in the first place. Because even though we knew it wasn't gonna be genuinely a tsunami where we we're like gonna get hurt, the waves were just like crashing so, and we were literally on the beach, like, like sleeping on it. I don't think people understand. We
0: were on the sand and not even on the sand, but the house was built on wooden stilts, okay? Yeah. On the sand. As the night is progressing, the waves are getting louder and more and more crashing and just more and more intense. And JC and I just keep rolling over each other. We're like, uh, <laughs> like, is this literally a tsunami that's about to take our legs out from under us?
1: It was beyond. But then the weirdest part is that we woke up in the morning. Sunniest day, like gorgeous, gorgeous day, calm water. We're like, what the heck? So, and then we looked at the weather app, and it was like tsunami warning gone. Like everything always comes after the storm. Wow, a great (laughs) metaphor for twenty twenty (laughs) two. It was seriously such a fun trip, such a great way to start out the year. Very calming, you know. We always we're just Beth and I were just talking about this because she said she was recapping the trip to James after she got home. Yeah, and she was like, of course, we had a little our trauma dumping where we like all cried. And James is like, sorry, that's so like, how do like girls just always, you know, guys would never get together and like tell their deepest, darkest things and like cry about it. No, he was like, literally, that sounds horrible to me. Like getting all my boyfriends together. Well, sorry, he wouldn't say that. (laughs) Getting all my guy friends
0: together and crying. He's like, that sounds absolutely horrendous. And I'm like, you know what? Just from a girl's perspective, it's just so nice to just let it out. Give a little, give a little cry sesh, Mm -hmm. get in touch with our deep, you know, the things that motivate us, the things that you know, maybe some traumas, maybe mm-hmm. some past experiences and get to know one each other on a really authentic and deep level, mm-hmm. you know, connection. Mm-hmm. But guys don't say one thing to each other when they hang out. Yeah.
1: And Leif gets home. I'm like, what'd you guys talk about? He's like, can't remember. I'm like, cool. <laughs> You're with him all day. Literally. Can't remember one thing. Um, No, but it was really, really good. And I felt very grateful to have good girlfriends, you know, that you can just talk to and that are So supportive, and it was a great, great trip. Malibu is such a fun vibe. Such a fun vibe. And I've never really done, like, a girls' trip where I sleep there and stay there. Like, I've been there for the day or something, but it was really fun. I think you're forgetting the most important part about this trip. Hmm. You lived out your dream. How could I forget? Everybody, welcome the newest cheerleader. Thank you. I'm on Navarro Cheer. I'm on my way to Daytona, everyone. I watched Cheer Season 2, I've obviously watched season one right when it came out. It's season one is like unbeatable. It's, everything. it's just everything. And then I binged season two. And while there definitely were, first of all, I didn't think it was as good as season one, but I feel like season twos really are. Um, For sure. And it was a lot more heavy. And there was some stuff that was not that I didn't love, you know, in it. But at the same time, it still gave me that rejuvenation. I felt the same exact way after I watched Cheer Season 1 where I was like, I missed my calling in life. I should have been a cheerleader. I was a dancer just in high school, but I feel like I didn't really know that like this kind of competitive cheer existed really. I didn't really have any friends who were cheerleaders like that. Like Mm -hmm. I had friends who cheered in high school here and there. But after watching the show, I'm like, move over Gabby Butler. Like... (laughs) It's me. I'm here. She's a star. So, Beth, all of that, Beth, Rachel, and Danny, you guys all have cheer experience. Yes, we all
0: have cheer experience. I was a backspot and cheer captain in high school. Oh, yes, honey. So, I could, you know, tell you what to do, yell at you, you know, get it together. Mm -hmm. But I have to say, you had the star potential. You were just made to be a flyer. You had the facials down. You were ready. You were not going to give up. Even if the stunt was not going up, if the stunt was falling down, you were always smiling and you were not going to give up. You were putting (laughs) That stunt up, girl. (laughs) It was it was amazing. I was
1: living out my dream, and it was so fun. And I genuinely was like, I would consider going to a cheer gym and like learning how to do stunts and like tumble again, like because I, you know, I knew how to do a roundup by cancer or whatever back in my heyday. But I'm like, how fun would that be? And this is also a life lesson because we were on the beach. I felt like time stood still and I didn't know anyone was around me. But then when I would look around, I'm like, okay, there are so many people around and I'm on 27th birthday. I'm up in the air and just like, what is it even called when I was up there? Uh, The half? Oh, not the half. Oh, when you were in- No, no, no. I think it is the half, but I'm just saying. Yeah, but she was up. She was up in the air. I was up there. I'm cradling and I'm just like, this is exactly how I was meant to spend my 27th year. And I will not let my youth- go away, okay? Mm -mm. Absolutely not. I will be at the cheer gym stunting. I don't care.
0: So many, honestly, life lessons in that moment right there. It's like, one, not to let anybody around you stop you from achieving your dreams and do what you want to do. It doesn't matter if you're 27, 28, 29, as we were on the Mm -hmm. beach doing whatever we wanted, Mm -hmm. throwing some stunts in the air, probably— People thinking we're crazy. Yes. But thinking it's like, we're stupid. That's what we want to do. And you know what? We were so
1: freaking happy doing that. It was the best day ever. Exactly. And you're never too old to try something new. Exactly. That's beautiful. Yeah. It was a really fun weekend. Um, we also— I feel the need to also say that we started to watch Married at First Sight. <gasps> so When we were there. Crazy. We were like, okay, we either need to watch 90 Day Fiance or Married at First Sight. I've heard great things about both. We wanted to just kind of like a cringe type of, you know, reality TV show— To binge, and so we started watching it. I think it's season eleven that we started on. Yes, Uh, because I looked up. I was like, "What's the best season?" and Google told me season eleven. So I said, "Okay, here we are." And the episodes are long. First of all, they're like an it was insanely long. They're like an hour and a half, at least an hour. Yes, like an hour and twenty minutes. So we didn't get through a ton just because of how long they were, and we would like watch it at night, and then we'd get tired. But wow, we are so hooked, hooked, and it's crazy. I'm sorry. If you don't know the premise of the show, I mean, it's
0: literally in the title, but these people sign up to the show where basically a a, a small panel of experts pair them with a life partner who they think is going to be the most compatible for them. And they sign up under the premise that they walk down the aisle day one to their future partner, have never seen what they look like, don't know their names, don't know know what they do, don't know anything
1: and, they and get they're married. getting married. They get married straight up then and there. And then from there, they're kind of like figuring out if they want to stay together. They go on a honeymoon. They get to know their fa- like each other's families. And then basically, I, th- I think at the end of it, there's like a decision day where it's like, okay, do you want to stay married or get divorced? Mm-hmm. I don't know how long it is that they're yeah. together. Maybe like a few weeks. Mm-hmm. But it's nuts because some of these couples, you're like, wait. This is working so well. I could see this really panning out. Yes. And then other couples are atrocious. Cringe to the extreme. It's nuts, you guys. It's insane. You have to watch. So we're on that journey right now, which has been really fun. Lastly, something really exciting happened this past week. And that is that our What We Said podcast Instagram got verified. This is so like just such a cool thing. I know it's not that big of a deal. It's just a blue check mark, but it's so crazy. I'm not verified on Instagram or anything. And it's so funny. I'm like, cool, deletes Instagram and then gets verified. Like, (laughs) what is the universe trying to tell me here? But it's just like a cool moment, even though, you know, it's surface level, but it's just something that, I don't know. It's a celebration of all the hard work you guys have put into it. Definitely. That's been recognized. Mm -hmm. I think it just makes it feel a little more official or something. I don't know. So that was so crazy. Chelsea texted me. And she just goes, JC, this is not a drill. And then she sent me a photo and I couldn't see like the blue check mark in the screenshot until I clicked it and opened it. it. And I was like, there is no way. And I went on. It was true. I showed Leif. He was like, what the heck? And we were all just like, I'm just
0: dead at the fact that what we said is verified before you or Chelsea and you putting in literally like 10 years on Instagram.
1: (laughs) We love to see it. (laughs) You know, I'm not mad about it. No, I love it. It's such an exciting thing. It's such an exciting thing. The podcast is literally my favorite thing ever in life. So it's great. Thank you guys for obviously building this show up and being a part of our community because that would not be possible without all of you beautiful people. All right, ladies, Valentine's Day is approaching very quickly. And this is a holiday that I tend to forget about a lot and I forget to prepare for it. If you also are that way, we have the perfect thing for you, and that's Macy's Valentine's Day Gift Finder. Macy's has so much stuff on their website. I was actually looking at their little gift finder thing. You can kind of specify who you are looking for a gift for, whether you're doing like a little Valentine's thing with your friends, you just need a friend gift, a gift for a boyfriend, a partner, anyone special in your life. Or most importantly, a gift for yourself, okay? I love buying myself gifts on holidays. You don't need no man. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You can get a gift for you and you can get a really great one on Macy's.com. So they have amazing gifts at any price, even $25 and under. You can check out these gift ideas at Macy's.com slash gift finder. This is especially great if you know who you're looking for a gift for. Like, like I mentioned, a spouse, someone else, but you're just stumped. They have lots of inspo on there for like cozy nights in, date night out, Galentine's, or those who like finer things. I saw that they have Leif's favorite cologne on their site and a few things that I was like, okay, that would be a really good gift for Valentine's Day. The most sought after gifts from Macy's, they have like the Martha Stewart collection, Dior, Kendra Scott, Coach, so many great brands. You can treat yourself to a new fragrance. That's always a great gift for yourself new self-care beauty routine, jewelry, anything like that. So again, that is macy's.com slash gift finder. Go check it out if you're looking to get someone special something for Valentine's Day. Today's episode is sponsored by Honey, one and only Honey. Okay, you guys, we all shop online. We've all seen that promo code field taunt us at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. If you don't have Honey by now, I'm not quite sure what you're doing. It saves me so much freaking money, and that is no joke. It also has become like a fun little game to me. Every time I check out on a site, I'll click the little Honey button and wait for a promo code to pop up. And so many times it has saved me a big chunk of money. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online. They range from sites that have like tech and gaming products, popular fashion brands, even food delivery. So imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites, right? And when you check out, the Honey button just drops down. All you have to do is click apply coupons. You wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you will watch the prices drop. It's going to boost your serotonin. Let me tell you that much. I think I've said this before, but it saved me a massive chunk, like hundreds of dollars on my bed frame, actually, that I bought recently. And then I also put in a big jewelry order on this jewelry site, and it legitimately saved me like 50% off, basically, it gave me from a coupon, which is absolutely insane. So you never know how much it's going to save you, but it can be pretty crazy. Honey has found its over 17 million members over $2 billion in savings. So if you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. It is literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you will be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. We would never recommend something we don't use. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash what we said. That is joinhoney.com slash what we said. Today, Beth and I wanted to do an episode of, you know, hot girl healthy habits. We are going to be thriving in 2022. And thriving by, only, ladies. Yes. Thriving and by only. we, I mean all of us listening. So we're going to tell some, we each prepped like five habits that we're trying to continue or start in 2022. Things that we think are important, that have helped us. And I think this is going to be really good. I can't wait to hear yours because we didn't tell each other. I know. Them it's a secret. I'm wondering what yours are. Yes. I'm going to let you start. Oh, actually. okay. Taking it right off the bat. And... I saw that laptop and there's lots of notes on there. I'm getting worried.
0: <laughs> I just, you know, like to be
1: organized. I like, okay. to, put my, like to put my words down. Well, I do love
0: that about you. Um, Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, no, okay. I'll hop right on into it. So I think these five are all ones that I have developed over time. And like I have realized that they made a massive difference in my life and just whether in my mental health or anything. So the first one is one that I actually talked about a little bit the first time I was on the podcast, like Mm -hmm. way back when. And that is learning about how your body works. I swear you will have such an impact in your life when you spend time learning just how your body functions and what actually happens in your body. Because bodies are for living and not for looking. And I think that's something that we easily, at least as women, or I mean, really everybody— but we often are like, oh, I want to lose five pounds so I can fit into this or look this way or do whatever. And we treat our bodies poorly. If we treated our bodies the way we treated a best friend, it would be night and day difference versus how we treat our bodies often, you mm-hmm. know, whether the way we eat or the way we want to exercise or lack of the above or anything like that. So for me, over the years, once I really poured time into researching and just like Learning about the functioning of my body and what it's doing at, like at different times, it gave me an appreciation mm-hmm. for it, an appreciation that was so much deeper than the surface. And so I love to follow people and read books that like help me learn this stuff. So some of the very like helpful ones in my life have been like reading Alyssa Viddy's like Woman Code or in the Flow or following um, at the gut health MD on Instagram. His book is like fiber fueled and just teaches you so much about like your gut health and the brain gut connection. And you just like, once you know that information, you don't want to like starve your body. You don't want to like skip a meal. You want to feed your body what it needs in order Mm -hmm. to function the way that it needs to and the way it was designed to. And that just revolutionized the way I felt about eating and exercising.
1: Definitely. It's just so much healthier. I think that's such a good call to become more educated because it gives you more of a drive to do things a more healthy, sustainable way. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. I feel like there's so many resources out there and so many great books to read and podcasts so to listen many. to about that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And yeah. another one I love is Liz Moody. Have you heard of her or follow her or anything? I have
0: heard of her, but I don't think I follow. She's also in the podcast space. She okay. has a podcast like Healthier Together. But she's amazing. Like, she's just so easygoing. Her content is easy to consume. Her food is, like, yummy and delicious. She's actually, like, a— She was a editor for a food, like, mm. publication way back in the day in New York. So she just has, like, such good recipes, such good, like, workout tips and everything, but not in a way that's, like, you need to work out or blah, blah, blah. It's just, like, Obsessive. very— Yeah, it's just, like, very healthy, very sustainable and fun content. And it's just, like— you learn
1: so much. Like, I just love following educational things like that. Yeah. I think on, even on TikTok, I've seen a lot of content recently about how eating healthy doesn't have to be boring or gross. Like, yes. I think that's just such a misconception. It's like, ew, I don't want to just eat salads all day and right. whatever, when really you can eat such delicious food that's so filling and tastes so good and mm-hmm. it's just so good for you. Exactly. Maybe takes a little more work or it takes learning new things, but Yeah. That's such a, that's such a great one. So my first one is decluttering and only owning things that you love. So I actually got this book and I will admit, I literally only bought the book for the aesthetic of it um, (laughs) because it was, it's like more of a coffee table type book. So I wasn't really buying it to read it. It's actually not, it's a very small book. It was for a shelf on my, in my living room. But anyway, The point is, I was like, oh, I just want a neutral looking book. So I bought it. And it's called Goodbye Things. And I actually, it looked so familiar to me. I was like, have I like seen this book, read parts of this book? I don't know. But I kind of reread just a little bit or not reread. Sorry. I read a little bit of it in preparation for this specifically because I knew I wanted to talk about decluttering. And I really love his book specifically by Fumio Sasaki and I believe he's Japanese. He talks a lot about like Japanese minimalism, mm-hmm. but his whole reason for writing the book and talking about like getting rid of your like belongings and things that you don't like and stuff is that it will make you a happier person. It's not even just about like oh it'll make your house cleaner or whatever. It's because he has a belief that when you do live a more minimal life, you are truly happier and it's so interesting. So First of all, like being more minimal, and this is something he talks about as well, can free up so much of your time because it's less time shopping. Mm -hmm. You don't want as much stuff. It's less time doing chores and tidying up because there's not as much to tidy up. Less time looking for missing items because there's not like just crap everywhere. So some tangible like things that I have kind of started to implement. And I actually do feel like this is hard even with my job, because I am like gifted stuff where I feel like I always have like an influx of things being shipped to my house. And that's something that I'm actually even looking to decrease a little bit this year as well, just in general is like getting even taken off some like PR list and not just getting stuff constantly because it's so overwhelming. And I know that might not be like super relatable, but that's just the truth of like the way that it's been for me, especially recently. So... Some things that I do are like I do closet cleanouts quite a bit, and I'm trying to do them once a month. And with a closet cleanout, I think getting even more micro with it and literally trying on the items and being like, How would I wear this? When would I wear this? Do I wear this often? Like, do I like it? Am I obsessed with it? Another thing he said is like, if you've thought about throwing it away or like getting rid of it like five times, then get rid of it. Yes. And that's totally spoke to me because I'm like, there are definitely items where I'm like, oh, I feel like I could wear it one day or like there's something that I could do with it. And then mm-hmm. literally it's like a year later and I'm like, okay, I still haven't used it. Literally haven't touched it. Haven't touched it, forgot it existed. And another huge eye-opening thing for me was when we had all of our stuff in a storage unit, for literally like six months this past year. When we got the storage unit back, I realized that number one, I didn't miss one thing that was in there. Like there was literally nothing that I was like, oh, we need the storage unit back so I can get this. And I got rid of so much stuff. When I saw it was in the storage unit, I'm like, I don't care about this stuff. Like It's so crazy because you think the opposite. Yeah. You would think like- You want to hold on to it. I can't wait
0: for that. I can't get rid of this. Like I can't put this away. Like there'll be a moment
1: in time that I might need this. And truth is,
0: you never do. Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
1: No. So I just think decluttering can free up so much time and so much mental capacity. And it also kind of just frees up the idea that like stuff makes you happy. When you get rid of a lot of stuff, you realize that you don't need that stuff. You didn't need it. And you never needed it. Mm-hmm. And you don't miss it. And like, oh, I forgot there was like an example he gave in his book about packing for a trip. Versus packing back up to come home. And he was kind of giving the example of like... I could be wrong about this. Something like this though. Like when you're packing up, you're bringing like what you need. And you put it in your suitcase. And you go on this trip. And then you come home. And like maybe you come home with like all this like extra stuff you bought. And like souvenirs and random stuff that you maybe didn't need. But you bought. And then your bag is packed. You can barely close it. And you're at the like... um, baggage. Security baggage mm-hmm. thing. And you are like shuffling through and there's so much stuff in your purse and you're trying to find like your boarding pass. And he's like, it's stressful because there's so much stuff and there doesn't need to be stuff. Mm-hmm. Get rid of stuff. Like, and I cleared out my purse recently and I was like, okay, all I need in here is one chapstick and my wallet. Yes. <laughs> and a tampon for maybe emergencies. I don't need six lip glosses and... Like the stuff that was oh. in there, I'm just like, this is too much. So in general, I just think decluttering is amazing. It can free up your mental capacity. It, you will feel like a weight has been so lifted. You so much lighter. Yes. And I'm trying to get just better at that. I think there's lots of little ways that you can, you know, um, make this happen for your own life. One, another just like small thing that I'll mention to close this one is like, I've been buying matching workout sets and getting rid of like, just kind of random One-off items, pieces. yeah. I'm yeah. like, I want literally like three to five workout tops that I'm completely obsessed with, um, five pairs of leggings that I'm obsessed with, and like two jacket things to go over it, and that's it. I yes. don't want all these random colors and patterns of things and like a million different pieces because it's just too much and. I want pieces that like fit me really well, that are really flattering, that I love and that I want to reach for. Yeah. So I just think getting more intentional about like every, and there's so many aspects you can do that with, but.
0: No, it's even interesting that you said that about the workout clothes because I just recently had the same revelation where I was like, I do not need 20 pairs of leggings in a million different patterns. Anytime I wear leggings out, I want the one black one. Yeah. I want the one black one that fits me really good, that mm-hmm. makes my butt look good, that feels tight. That's it. I never wear the other ones. No. But I keep holding on to them because I think maybe. Yeah. But if I'm honest with myself, I only
1: want that one pair that I love. Yes. That's it. Definitely. I feel like there's like an also little part of, again, when you like do social media, you're like, well, it could be cute in a photo. Or even if you just enjoy Mm -hmm. taking photos or videos, it's like, oh, that could be cute if I wore that and like styled it this way. Mm -hmm. And again, once I deleted the Instagram, I think a lot (laughs) of my expectations also Uh got deleted. And I was like, I don't care. I want to be comfy. So. I know that was long. No, but I had a lot to that. say. That was my longest one because I had a lot to say about I say, it. You're passionate about yes. it. Yes, we
0: love that. Yes, you've inspired me. <laughs> I am and do have an unhealthy relationship with clothes. <laughs> He's a hoarder. I can be a hoarder when it comes to clothes specifically. I just love clothes, and from a young age, I think it just like brought me so much excitement when I could buy something new and go shopping. I would spend hours at the mall with my girlfriends. Like when I was like 10, 12, 14, you know, whatever. So, clothes, they just like excite me, you know? You know, and that's fun though. Yeah, like, it's fun, but I took it to an extreme because I don't get rid of it. And now, over the past really month since Christmas, I have been inspired to get rid of stuff. And I think it's because of you, because you inspire oh, me, because good. you really do your monthly
1: cleanouts mm-hmm. all the time. And I'm like, that is so nice. Yeah, it's really nice. What I was gonna say though about even you loving clothes or like loving to like style outfits, mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes the less you have, the easier it is. Yes. Because oh my sometimes gosh. when you have too many options, you're like, I literally don't know what to wear and I feel overwhelmed and like nothing's working. Decision paralysis. Yes. Absolutely. No, every single time I want to go out for anything,
0: two hours <laughs> to pick out a freaking outfit and James will just die. Like he'll come in and constantly check on me. He's like, how's it going? And before he even gets a sentence out, I'm like, not now. I'm like, I'm in a crisis. I'm in a war zone. This is not the time. And if I have less, it is so much easier. Because honestly, what it comes down to for me is I have a ton of crap that is like kind of, like fits me okay. Mm -hmm. Or like a cute pattern for one specific type of event. Right. Or just like kind of stuff that's just on the fringe of my closet. Like not things that are, again, staples. Like things that I know, like the one pair of jeans I want to wear all the time. All the others are like maybe for a specific type of look. Right. And I never wear it. Or with the same thing with the leggings, or X Y Z. Same with like the crew necks. Like there's like certain crew necks that I love that I'll just wear and grab all the time, and then other ones where I'm like, okay, wore this once, like yeah. But yeah. I just gravitate towards the other pieces. Yes, you have to pay attention to what you gravitate towards. You really and do, keep and you gotta pieces. be honest with yourself. Yes, huh. you do. That, I'm talking to myself on that one. I'm like, bet you gotta be honest with yourself. Yeah, <sighs> you do. I love that. Okay, my other one or my second one is also one that I have a lot for as well. <laughs> I'm so sorry if this is a two-hour podcast. So this one I'm calling prioritize movement over exercise. Um, And I say that because movement is something sustainable that you could do every single day versus exercise is like, okay, I have to hit the gym three times a week in order to hit my goal of losing five pounds, et cetera, X, Y, Z. Like there's a time and a place for that. And if you're like going for a goal, that's amazing. And then, you know, that's going to help you. But movement is something I want to be able to do for the rest of my life. Whereas I'm probably not hitting the gym three times a week every single day until the day I die, you know? Mm -hmm. Again, like those are goals. Like goals are usually time stamped, versus the habit. This habit is like, I want to be in the habit of doing something that I can fit in anytime, anywhere and something I could sustain. So some examples of that to me of like movement versus, you know, exercise would be like go on a walk with a podcast plugged in, play tug of war with your dog, take a five-minute dance break, go on a hike with a bestie, park at the end of the parking lot and just like take a few more steps than you normally do. Take the stairs at work instead of the
1: elevator. Do a 10-minute okay, yoga those flow. those last two could get you in some trouble with some men <laughs> and they're going to kidnap you, girl.
0: Oh, no. Not parking in the back of the parking lot. Well, you
1: know, not the dark, you know, shady side. She's like, she's like take the ratchet stairs. <laughs> oh, <wait.
0: laughs> uh, bad? No. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I'm dead. No, no, no. Do this in daylight. Do this with a friend. (laughs) Stay safe out there.
1: Oh my gosh. I love it.
0: You know, try a new activity like climbing or tennis. Like to Mm -hmm. me, those are all fun things you can incorporate into every single day. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like movement is just so important. Just getting our blood flowing, reducing inflammation, and most importantly to me, boosting my mood. Mm -hmm. Like we know action helps reduce like anxious and depressive thoughts. So like if you're hyper-focusing, hyper-ruminating on things, like that is going to just increase your mm-hmm. anxiety and like depressive thinking. But if we can get the ha- get in the habit of keeping our bodies moving throughout the day, I swear, at least for me, like I just feel better. Um, and it's not like, I'm not talking about like, oh, because you've lost weight, you feel better. But just the idea of being active and moving takes you out of your head. Yeah. So for me, it's like a mental thing and like a mood booster. Anytime I feel stuck or if I'm feeling like kind of lazy, like if there's something I need to do but I'm just like, oh, I don't want to do it mm-hmm. or something I'm stressed about. And I'm just like, oh, like just all those kind of feelings. Whenever I have those feelings, I will immediately take a break and go for a five, to 10 minute walk. And I swear I get an immediate serotonin boost. Like my mood improves. I get a little energy. I just feel better. And then I feel like I now have the energy to tackle something
1: that might've been stressing me out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm very passionate about the walks. Oh. The daily walks have changed the game for me. I feel like, well, for me, I go, Leif and I will sometimes go on a walk in the mornings. Yes. That's something we've been trying to do more often because I'm with Leif. I feel comfortable leaving my phone at home. So I will yeah. leave my phone at my phone at home and be gone for like an hour and just have literally no distraction. Leif and I have the best conversations. We have such great ideas. It's so fun. That being said, I feel like if I was single or if I was doing these walks alone, I would just want my phone just to feel more safe and secure. For that, I would definitely love to put on a podcast and do that. I feel like daily walks just are the move. They They are are the move for 2022, ladies.
0: They're the best. And I... Like, I mean, I've always loved walking, but especially having a dog, you're even more inclined to go on Yes, walk. that's the best part. And it's so nice. Like you just, having moose helps me get out even more. And it's just crazy how your mood just improves by being, you know, active and moving your body, getting fresh air, like, you know, literally getting vitamin D. Absolutely. Like all of these things are scientifically proven to boost your mood. It's mm-hmm. crazy. And so it's just like, for me… The habit here is just working in movement into your day and not stressing about the word exercise is Mm -hmm. kind of my point. Like, I think, again, there's a time and a place for those goal setting, like, I need to do, you know, three times a week or X, Y, Z. But if you get in the habit of just fitting in these simple movements into your day, your whole day and then your weeks and your months, you will have a better mood a better just
1: like mental outlook on things and you'll just have more energy yeah and they'll be just full of movement so you're yeah you you're creating that habit for your future Mm -hmm. that is definitely very sustainable as well if you guys have followed me for a while especially this past year I talked a lot about my fertility journey trying to get pregnant still I'm not pregnant so that has not been successful yet but I feel like you know if you think back to like sex ed or just things you learned growing up you learn a lot about how to prevent pregnancy but not much about how to plan for it so what if i told you you could get important fertility insight without going to the doctor or even leaving home that is why modern fertility was created it's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick you mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days You'll get insight into your hormone levels, your ovarian reserve, which is like how many eggs you have compared to other women your age, and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. I know firsthand that traditional testing with your doctor can cost lots and lots of money. I personally spent thousands on it. It definitely can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility gets you the same info at $159, a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash what we said, you can get $20 off your test. Also, if you have an HSA or FSA, you can put those dollars toward Modern Fertility. If you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, clinically sound info about your body can help you make the decision that's right for you. Again, I just think this is so nice. I am definitely all about efficiency and, of course, saving money as well. And this is such a great option if you're just curious or starting to think about having kids and you want to get some info. So right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash said. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands that it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash said modernfertility.com slash what we said. Chelsea, Beth, and I, all of us are very big on getting our sleep and getting a very good restful night's sleep. If we don't get enough sleep, we're not functioning well. And I feel like the older I get, honestly, I get more and more just specific about this. So... I love a nice nighttime routine. I'm sure I'll talk about that a little bit in this episode. And a huge part of this is having comfortable bedding. You need to feel like your bed and your room is a safe space that's comfortable, luxurious. Like, my goal is always for it to feel super zen, almost like I'm at a hotel or something. And that's why we love Brook Linen because their bedding is amazing. I have so many Brook Linen products just in my household in general. Leif and I use their extra plush bath sheets. They're like even bigger than a normal bath towel. They're so plush and luxurious and nice. And I love just getting out of the shower and, cozying up in that. We have their duvet, their pillowcases, the duvet cover, like literally everything. And I'm obsessed with all of it. So if you're looking for a more comfy comforter, Linen is the place to go. They come in lightweight, all season and ultra warm to suit every type of sleeper and lifestyle. There's even a weighted comforter option for stress relief. This sounds really amazing to me. I like to have like a lightweight option because we do live in California. It's not super cold where we live specifically. But that being said, I like weight on me. If something's too light, I like don't feel super comforted. I just realized that a comforter comforts you as I'm speaking about this. Anyway, they have so many options. And also if you do live somewhere colder or you just need something ultra warm, they got you covered. They also have a collection including like robes, towels, like I mentioned, super soft loungewear, which is also very comfortable. So the cozy just keeps on coming. There's a reason that Brooklinen has over 80,000 five-star reviews and counting. So refresh your rest with the comfort essentials from Brooklinen. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code Said for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's dot ncom and enter promo code Said for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. brooklinen.com, promo code Said. Okay, my number two is the to-do list on my iPhone. So I've talked about this before. Chelsea and I are both like huge fans of this. It's basically... I think the Reminders app on your iPhone iPhone. just turned into like a widget on your home screen. And maybe I'll have to post like what this looks like on the stories or something, but it's basically just this little pop-up thing that's on the bottom of like my home screen. That is my daily to-do list. And I love it so much. I feel like it keeps me so productive And I'm just a to-do list gal. Like I freaking love having to-do lists. Also, if it's not on my list, like I will just forget about it. That's, I think the reason I love it so much is it just keeps me on top of things that I don't want to forget about. So how I run mine is like, I actually have two different lists. The main one on the widget is the to-do list. And then if you go back, there's like, I don't know how to really explain what I'm saying, but I have like a don't forget list. Mm. And the don't forget list is like, okay, figure out your passport, like, Order something to put on your bedroom wall. Stuff that's not so. I don't have to do it that day, it's but more I don't. Ongoing. Yeah, it's more ongoing that I don't want to forget about, and that gives me peace of mind because I just feel like once I write it down, I'm like, okay, cool, it's safe. Like I'm not going to forget about it completely and then be screwed when something comes up and I'm like, oh great, I didn't do the passport thing. And it's like, so that's a, a list I revisit like once a week or something, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I need to do that. Or if I finish all my daily stuff. Then I go to that and that's kind of like, okay, now order this that you needed to do or whatever. So I just am here to say the to-do list saved my life. Also, I think it's important to keep your to-do list pretty small, like five to seven Mm. things. Because if you literally put 15 things on there, this is what my toxic trait is that I'll put like, seriously, 15 things on there that I know for a fact, it's like not even really possible that I get done that day because they all take a lot of time. Mm. And then the end of the day comes and there's still 10 things on there. And I feel like I didn't do enough when really I got everything I needed to get done, done. And I was extremely productive. So that's I like smart then how you separate it. it between like the things of the day mm-hmm. that need to get done, the real to-do list versus that ongoing yes kind of list with the things that so doesn't clog up the daily. Yeah. And you could do this on your notes app or anything. You don't have to have like the widget on the iPhone, but that's been really helpful for me. You can also do it on paper, obviously. If you prefer that, but... And
0: do be a written paper girl. Yeah,
1: it helps a lot.
0: But I love the way it looks on your phone. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so convenient.
1: Yeah. You don't even have to
0: open, like, the way you made it into a widget, I mean. Like, yeah. you don't even have to open anything. Yeah, you, just you can just see and be like, it. Oh,
1: yeah, okay, that's what I need to do next. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's satisfying because you click it and it, it like, checks it off and stuff. So I really liked that. And it's helped me stay on top of my stuff, especially working from that. home, working for yourself. You got to have something to keep you accountable. It's hard. Yes, totally.
0: Okay. My next one is be mindful of the content you consume. So periodically audit your following list, like on your Instagram, on your TikTok, all these things. Ask yourself if this content inspires, uplifts, educates you, makes you laugh. Be honest with yourself. Like if the content is making you feel emotions of jealousy, anger, depressive thinking, anxiety, then it's probably not for you. (laughs) Not worth it. It is not worth it. And even I think about this with shows or movies. Like we were just talking about this, for mm-hmm. example, like with Euphoria. You know, everyone's talking about Euphoria right now because the season two just came out. Mm-hmm. My TikTok page flooded with constant Euphoria mm-hmm. talk or whatever. And I remember when the first season came out and I tried watching it, I was like, oh my gosh, I've heard so many, well, great things, but yeah. like so many amazing things, you know, it's really popular. So I tried to watch it. And by the second episode, I was like, this show is literally making me sad and depressed. I'm like, I can't keep watching this. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because like I felt almost like I had to. Like I feel like almost guilty. Like I'm like, well, I want to know what everyone's talking about and referencing and blah, blah, But by the, like halfway through the second episode, I was like, no, that is not worth my mental health. No. Just to be quote unquote in the know on this particular show. Like, again, that sounds so dumb when you say it out loud.
1: No. But I, I find
0: myself doing that a lot where I'm like, like, oh, I want to do this. And I'm just like, no, like that's yeah. just not for me it's not my content to consume and i just have to be really honest with myself versus like in contrast like practice choosing content that just benefits you like i love following educational accounts like i know i said that earlier that teach me about how the body works because that continues to help me have the best relationship with food or exercise and how i treat my body and thinking of content the way you think of relationships in your life relationships in your life has helped me a lot as well mm-hmm. Because honestly, we spend, like, as almost as much time with media content as we do with human relationships, if you really think about it. Between your phone, TV, radio, Spotify, like, whatever it is, you're consuming so much media content. And, like, you know the saying, you're the average of the people you surround mm-hmm. yourself with? I think about that with our content, the mm-hmm. content I consume. I'm like, you know, because it influences me the same way that, like, my friends and family or my partner influences me. So, and it's insane how much passive content we consume, just scrolling TikTok Mm -hmm. all day long and my free page. So trying to practice the habit of being mindful with my content, with the content I can control. Like, that's what I'm trying to do. And again, it's like, if it inspires me to achieve my goals, then that's helpful content Mm -hmm. for me. But if it's making me feel resentful or jealous because I don't have X, Y, or Z— then I'm trying to be honest with myself and be like, that is just not the content for me. Like that is not the content I want to consume. And I even had that moment like so many years ago. I feel like when TikTok was, or sorry, when Instagram was popping off with like travel influencers, especially, Mm -hmm. and I'm talking like Wanderlust accounts Mm -hmm. or like, you know, just like those crazy big, really popular time when when travel influencing was huge. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking like, I just don't think I can follow these accounts because for me, it made me feel jealous. Like I was like, oh, like I want to go like under the twinkling Eiffel Tower and like, you know, be under this luxury apartment with this like gorgeous quilted blanket and like whatever, whatever. And it had nothing to do with the intent of the content. It had nothing to do with like the creator's intent because they're probably like, this is inspiring. Right. And you know what? It probably is for somebody out there. But for me, if I was being honest with myself, it made me feel more jealous instead of feeling the inspiration. That was probably the intent behind it. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it's like, I have the inspiration in myself to want to go travel. So I'll get there. I will get there one day. But in the day in day out moments, being bombarded with like wanderlust content and like gorgeous, amazing luxury trips and vacations, I'm like, That's not helping me get through my day. Yeah. It just makes
1: (laughs) you feel like you're not doing enough or you don't have a cool enough life. Definitely. I think it is on us each individually to take accountability and realize that this is like twofold because you have to realize this is me with Instagram. It's like, I need to be honest enough to say it's no one else's fault that I feel this way. It's not any of those influencers faults that it makes me feel overwhelmed what they post. But you also have to be honest enough with yourself to be like, but that being said, I don't want to consume that because it's not good for me. So I do think that's extremely important and everyone's different. And it's so interesting because I was just telling Chelsea, like I deleted Instagram because I was like, this is not good for me. I don't feel happy when I'm scrolling and I'm going to place that boundary. Like I just am done right now. And I was saying, it's interesting because Emma Chamberlain recently deleted her entire TikTok account. She deleted, straight up deactivated her account, had millions of followers. And she was like, it doesn't make me happy. Like, I don't like going on there. It gives me anxiety. And I feel like that's similarly to how I felt, you know, with Instagram. But it's so interesting because TikTok to me is like my happy place. I think it's so fun. I think it's so funny, inspiring. And so it just, it depends on who you are and what you're going through and what your life is and so you just have to, it's so individualized. Like. Exactly. Like it's
0: not this universal thing that like TikTok equals bad. Yeah. Like it's not. For no. some people, it's great. And for some people, TikTok is a safe place compared to Instagram. Exactly. Because like I know so many of my friends, even just at the beginning of TikTok, who are like, oh my God, I love TikTok so much more because it feels more real to me. Mm-hmm. Like people aren't curating these like singular images and just getting the right angle of their bodies if it's something they struggle with from a body standpoint. Or just like you know whatever X Y Z, it was a better place for them. But for someone like Emma Chamberlain, could She's, be a worse place. Yeah, like it's just you have to be honest with yourself. And this is such a fascinating topic to me because this is not something that our parents probably had to talk about growing no. up because they didn't have this bombardment of media and content constantly. No, like of course they had TV and Radio.
1: It's and that so was different. It.
0: Then they walked out of their house, did not have a cell phone attached to them, walked around the streets, walked around with their friends, like in the
1: park, like did whatever, and were literally free from content. No, it w- it is not even remotely the same. Like when people are like, well, we had TV movies, I'm like, I'm sorry, but it's not the same. I'm like, yes, close. you always had something, t- you know, comparison or like diet trends and things. And I know that that was still its own individual issue but it is not the same as being bombarded with content legitimately 24-7, 24 hours of the day, always having this thing attached to you. Kids nowadays growing up with social media, it's a whole different world. And it's something that it does require different action that you have to take to not become so consumed by it. Exactly.
0: And like the goal of a lot of these habits for me that I'm sharing is just ways to get our power back Mm -hmm. where it's like at some point, even if, you know— some of the content is harsh or bad, or some people maybe have bad intentions with the with the stuff they create. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's more rare, but sure that exists. Instead of just sitting here and being like, well, all of it's bad or X, Y, Z. It's like, I want to practice habits that bring the power back to me instead of being a passive bystander of life and of all of these things. I want to pick and eliminate The content that's not serving me, Mm -hmm. and that would get even if that only helps ten percent, that's ten percent better than it was yesterday. And I think all these little habits, just helping you bring a little bit of control and mindfulness to your life, can make huge, just impactful changes to your mental health.
1: One hundred percent, I couldn't agree more. I love that. Okay, my third one is reading before bed and low light. So Ooh, cozy, cozy vibes. Um And here I don't have a lamp. So we're just still with the freaking <laughs> bright lights. But at night I've been loving just only having lamps on in my home. You know, Kristen Johns is the one who really, I feel like kind of, she does this a lot. Like when she cooks at home at night, she only has lamps on. So it's like very Ooh, cozy in love there. Love that. And I was saying, this is so cozy. And she was like, yeah, I just don't like like bright lights at night. And it's very good for your health in general and like your sleep cycles and stuff to not have like fluorescent lights on at night because it kind of tricks your brain into being like, it's day, like I should be up and doing things. And when the light's low and you just have lamps or little like salt rock night lights like I have, candles going, stuff like that, it just makes you kind of wind down in a more calm way. At least it does for me. And I have been trying really hard to read before bed instead of being on my phone. Not perfect at it, but I usually read for like 15 minutes before bed. And it just has changed like my life actually, because for me, I just like struggle with sleep in general and it just knocks me out. Like reading a book, it's not that it's boring, but it just makes me feel so much more calm. I feel like I'm escaping into like this alternate kind of reality for a second, but it's not mind numbing. Yeah. It's actually, I'm like learning and like, you know, extending my vocabulary and like reading this story and getting really involved. And I always read fiction books at night. Like I don't read like a self-help book that I'm like,
0: now I need to go kill the day. Yeah, like, that might have like a different effect. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think you could still read an educational book at night if it wasn't like such a, I don't know, go get him self-help type of book. But I like reading like fiction novels at night. And particularly what I've realized is not reading like scary, like true crime, like thrillers, because it literally (laughs) gives me nightmares, which is amazing. So I've been reading like novels and, or sorry, romance novels and just like fun, sweet books at night. And that's made such a huge difference for me because like I said, I kind of struggle with falling asleep and It just makes me feel less anxiety and stuff. And just gives me a nice little um, wind down routine. And something that fits in with that is the hatch alarm clock. That's like just a little. amazing Because you can set up your own nighttime routine on it. And so I have it where it has a little like nightlight type of thing on for, I don't know how many minutes, like 20 minutes and then it goes to this like wind down thing where it's like an orange glowing light and it has just like sounds of like nature and stuff and so while I'm reading that's like going and then it just like fades away after like you can set it for as much as long as you want and I think mine's on for like 25 to 30 minutes while I read and then sometimes I am like already just feeling really sleepy so I'll put my book down and then it will just like fade away and helps me fall asleep. And it's been game-changing too. I love the way it wakes me up as well. I could like go on and on about I this have alarm no clock. I had no idea it's that so The nice. Hatch
0: did a nighttime routine. Yeah. I thought it was just an alarm
1: clock. No. It does a nighttime routine and a waking up routine where it like wakes yeah. you up slowly as well. And that has been so nice. Like not to hear a freaking blaring alarm Ooh. in the morning as well. But yeah, I think in general, I mean, I could also talk for five hours about a morning routine. But I think like routines, a relaxing nighttime routine And a relaxing morning routine to start and end your day on a good note is really game changing. Yeah. It really changes everything. So I love that. And I love
0: that 15 minutes is your goal for reading, or like that's your average or whatever. That seems so much less daunting. Yeah. Because sometimes I think, you know, like you're much more of a reader girl than me. And I wish that I wanted to read more before bed. Well, I mean, I want to read before bed, but I just haven't, you know, haven't mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. But I will feel like, like, okay, well I need to set aside like 45 minutes if I'm going to read in bed, you know, whatever. But 15
1: minutes, like that's so nice because that's so palatable. Like it's that's so doable. Not that long. You can literally just read like one chapter and yes. go to bed. And it just, it just helps you wind down. Also the thing with reading that I always tell people is like, they'll be like, oh, I'm not a reader. Or like, I just don't really, like, I can't get myself to just do it. I, everyone's different, but for me, like I've been through lots of phases where I'm like literally don't read a book for years. But I think if you just start, like you get invested, and mm. you especially if it's a good book, whether it is something you're just interested in reading about or it is a fiction novel that's like really great, get a recommendation from someone that you trust. And like mm. seriously, I feel like so. Lave recently bought a book, but he still hasn't read it. It's but well, I shouldn't say recently. He bought it like months ago, and I keep telling him. He's like, oh, I just like. Can't get myself to like sit down and read. And I'm like, I promise you, once you just start reading, just read like 15 pages and you'll be like, okay, I'm like kind of in the reading flow again. Yeah. And like, this feels really good and it's interesting. I know not everyone loves to read, but I just feel like you just gotta start and yes. get into it a little. And then you'll be like, okay, this
0: feels good. I think that that is probably the truth because it's, there's a lot of things in life that it's the starting is the hard part. And uh-huh. you realize like, even when I have to do a workout or wanna do a workout, like, uh, just the idea sounds so like I have to get off the couch. I'm like, I'm so, yeah. just so comfortable, like whatever. And then when I do it again, just going back to like movement and everything, I'm like, like when, I when you're feel in it, energized. you feel great. Yeah, after like, what I'm you doing, feel and I feel great. And I'm like, I can't believe I didn't want to do it 30 minutes ago because now I feel so good. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing, I'm sure, with the reading where it's like the getting the motivation to start is the hardest That's part. The hardest part. But then once you do it, you will love it. Yes, I love that. That brings me right into my next one. Perfect. We timed that on accidentally. Great. My fourth one is prioritizing sleep. And this is something that, especially for just my younger girlies out there, when I was younger, I feel like I wasn't as, like I would just like stay up all night or like, you know, whatever. And as I got older, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I love my sleep. And making the decision and prioritizing to get eight hours of sleep every single night Game changer. Game changer. a game changer. And I, I seriously, if you only take one thing away from anything I say today, let it be this. Practice getting a consistent eight hours of sleep every single day. Like our bodies seek rhythm and routine. So trying to go to bed at the same time and waking up at the same time every day is what your body wants naturally. Yes. You know?
1: I need to get better at that. The same time is the problem. Exactly. I always get enough sleep because I—, I like can control my own schedule. Luckily, so I if I do go to bed at like one a.m. for some reason, I'm like, okay, I'm sleeping until right. Like, gotta get my eight hours. Yeah, so like I'll sleep I'm until sleeping nine. until nine. Like, mm-hmm. I'll do what I have to do. Yeah, which I know everyone doesn't have that option, but I crave that routine so bad. That's yes. something I'm working on for sure. I swear, it's such a big difference
0: because there'll be times too where I'll I'll be like, oh, we stayed up really late last night. Like, let's oversleep in even yes. like even get more than eight hours. Yeah. Or even just other nights, or if it, was a, if it was like two nights ago, then the next night I'll be like, okay, I got to really sleep in to make up for it. And that's just not how our bodies work. Like mm. there are times where I'll get extra sleep and, and I'll feel you more tired. tired. And that I'm like, to me too. riddle me that brain, riddle me that, that doesn't make sense. But really our bodies just crave and seek rhythm and routine. And so even if, you know, if you work a job where you have to be leaving the house by like seven or eight or whatever, early in the morning, it's like practice trying to go to bed earlier. Maybe mm-hmm. if you can't take that time out in the morning, and then that way you can match that on the weekends as well. And that's the other hard thing is the weekends. Yeah, that is that's the what's hard, hard. is like, especially if I'm working a traditional like nine to five or whatever. And on the weekends, I'm like, oh, well, I want to go out with my girlfriends tonight, stay up late. And again, there's it's there's not times. about cutting those things out. Yeah, it's just about getting again in the habits mm-hmm. and just prioritizing so that the majority of your time you're trying to stay on this routine. your routine,
1: for and sure. And
0: I just noticed that it makes me just feel like I wake up with so much more energy when I'm consistent. And it's crazy even how many crucial things our bodies do in our sleep. Yes. And so like that's why it's like, everything. I'm like, everybody just make sure you're getting enough sleep because your brain— like, processes and stores new information when you sleep. It gets rid of toxins. It literally detoxes while you're sleeping. It's trying to balance your hormones. It's doing so much that you don't even realize. It's doing the most. It's the most important thing is your
1: sleep. And also, while we're at it, set your alarm and get up at that time. Yeah. Don't snooze, girlies. Do not snooze. Don't do it. Tyson French, stop setting 14 (laughs) alarms. Uh I it just doesn't help. It doesn't help. It's so bad for you. I literally said him, I sent him this TikTok the other day that was like, no, babe, like I love listening to your 10 oh, alarms while I have <sighs> to like, and I'm like, that, one. that yeah. is you. Like yes. he kills me with that. So plan something new to try slash a fun activity once a month to keep things fresh and fun. Stay creative. I love that. I recently wrote down a list, a long list of things, or right, I made a notes on my a note on my phone and it says like fun activities slash date nights. And I just wrote down a ton of ideas. And I will give you guys a few of them right now. Like a pottery class. Ah, fun. Sun's game. Rock climbing, bouldering. Cooking class. Magic show. Improv comedy show. Go on like a sailboat or a boat. Take me with you while you're on it. <laughs> um, an escape room. Go kayaking. Arcade night. Fancy dinner. Bowling mini golf, day trip to San Diego, just like things that are I'm, you know, this is for me specifically. Uh go to Barnes and Noble, oh the serotonin boost of oh, Barnes and Noble. The best. Go on a sunrise or sunset hike, do a fire on the beach with s'mores, walk around an expensive neighborhood and just you know, look at the houses and the cars, make mocktails, work on a puzzle, do a yoga class, do a picnic at the park get a couple's massage. Like, these are all just fun ideas that I've thought of. And, oh, rent a vintage car and cruise around all day. Love it. So, I just want to do one fun thing a month that I just can look forward to that makes me feel like I'm really living, like, my dream life that I want to live. And I want to stress that, like, this does not have to be so expensive. Some of these things that I mentioned maybe are expensive, but Even doing a picnic at the park or driving, you know, 30 minutes away to like a new place for dessert. Just anything fun. I just feel like we all need more fun and creativity and just like things to switch up the day-to-day routine. Because even though routines are great and they're so important, like sometimes it just gets so monotonous to where you have nothing to look forward to. Mm -hmm. You got nothing planned. And I just think it's important to have things to look
0: forward to. And so. I feel like that takes you, again, just, like, out of your mind. Like, out of— Takes you out of your <laughs> mind? No, it, like, takes you out of your— Just, just like, overthinking, overthinking and stuff like that. Overthinking and stuff like that. Like, even that's how I felt when we were doing the— when we were stunting on the, the beach cheer. and doing yes. the cheer. Like, we did that for, like, almost three hours. Literally hours. And it felt so fast. So present. We were being so, so present, present in that moment. For sure. And it was, like, such a good moment. And I remember thinking, like, that is not something I have done in years, obviously cheering, and not something you have ever done. No. Doing cheers right? or no. anything like that. And what a fun thing to go out of your comfort zone, try something new, even doing it with friends. Yes. Being so present. And just it made me feel like a kid again. Yes. Like that's just genuine happiness, wholesome mm-hmm. happiness of your childhood. Oh, the, right. the, the vibes were right. The vibes were right. One hundred percent
1: I feel like that's good. I feel like I don't need to You don't need to go any further. No. Okay, I have a final thought. It's just to stay in your lane. <laughs> um, <laughs> um I just feel like that's kind of like been on my mind a lot lately and kind of my theme for 2022 is just stay in your lane and do what you want to do and stop freaking. Worrying and thinking about what everyone else thinks about you. Just stop because it does not matter at all. And I've had like these little moments, like I posted on TikTok. I was like, Do you ever just realize that literally no one else's opinion matters? Like, truly, if you really, really think about it, it does not matter <laughs> at all. Anyone, anyone, anyone has to say about you or what they think about you. All that matters is your world, the reality that you're living in, how you feel about yourself, your confidence level. And you going after what you want to do. That is literally all that should matter to you. And of course, it's so easy to get caught up in this. And like, you know, even when I get like a mean comment, it's not like I'm just like, don't care at all. Like, you know, there's a little part of me that's like, oh, dang, that's really rude. <laughs> and I, that hurts my feelings a little bit. But at the end of the day, just stay in your lane. And something I've realized is that you have no idea, like just by being yourself and being in your own like power and your confidence, how many people you're going to inspire to do the same thing and how much you're going to impact those around you just by being yourself. Like I, I've i just been really, really thinking about that lately. And I feel like everyone I look up to is so confident and they just do their own thing and they do not care what anyone else thinks about it. And I am personally so inspired by it. And I think we could all stand to just I don't know, care a little bit less. I love have fun. That's seriously my theme of twenty twenty two. Like have fun and just stop worrying about stuff so much. I think it's because last year I worried so much Mm. about why, you know, getting pregnant and everything. So this year I'm just like, I want to do the opposite of that. I just want to have fun. Bring the fun back. Yes. So, we're thriving this year and I'm so excited about this new year. January is always my favorite month for a lot of reasons. Um I love fresh starts, my birthday, Capricorn season, you know, there's all of that, but also, my birthday was on a Monday this year, and I was like, "This is a really good." Well, we made as- the most of. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Since you
0: love new starts and yes. everything. You've always kind of liked Mondays. Yes, mm-hmm. I
1: love a Monday. So, and we really made the most of your birthday this month. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Joshua I know.
1: Tree, Joshua Tree, Malibu. Malibu. I just booked something else. I'm like, I, you know, I said do one fun thing a month. This month, I got three. You know, <laughs> there's no limit. There really is no limit, ladies. So, just do what you got to do. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you took something away from this episode. Hopefully it made you feel good and happy. Mm-hmm. Got some new ideas or something. Is there anything else we need to update you guys on? I don't think so. Go follow our Instagram if you it's want. It's verified now if you haven't heard. If you haven't heard, there's mm-hmm. a little blue check next to yeah, it. Yeah, don't miss it. It's at what we said podcast. We post lots of cute stuff on there. It um, really is a vibe, you guys. It's fun. If you are listening and you have never been on the what we said Instagram podcast page. What are you doing? <laughs> Thank you for that free marketing, Beth. She was not paid to say that. I was not she, paid to say I did not have a gun to my head when I said that. She just wanted to. <laughs> um, okay, well, we love you guys so much. And that's, that's what, what we, we said. said. Bye.